From interviews and investing to careers and credit, we've got you covered. Wallet Watch is a podcast brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. We'll be interviewing industry experts, sharing personal stories, and even playing some fun games, delivering financial topics in a fun and interesting way. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Devante. We're so glad you're here. As a disclaimer, due to social distancing guidelines, we have recorded this episode virtually, and sound quality may be impacted. This season, we really want to focus our episodes around diversity, equity, and inclusion. We would like to have our first episode with our Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion here at the Credit Union. So today we have Amanda Denny with us, and we're so happy to be here with you, Amanda. Um, To start us off today, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what drew you to your current position as the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion? Yeah, well, first off, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to join you and talk about this important topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, So a little about myself, I started at the credit union in 2008 as a call center specialist working part-time while I was also in college. I kind of went from there and stayed in the call center, realized I love helping people and the things that we do and our mission and how it impacts those in our community. So when I was there, so I stayed in the call center for several years, um, eventually going from part-time to full-time made my way to our e-services department where you just help members in a different way. And then I went into management and did our management development program in 2013. From there, I worked in the call center again in our branches, went back to e-services for a little bit, back to the call center, and then finally made my way into diversity, equity, and inclusion. In between that time, I started a family, finished my bachelor's degree and then also started and finished my master's degree at MSU in strategy, leadership and management. What really drew me to my current position was just the things going on in the world, the experiences that I had had. Um, My oldest son is autistic and so really seeing what that did and how I had to change what I was doing as a parent to make sure that I was an advocate for him. And throughout my master's program with strategy, leadership and management at MSU, we really focused on psychological safety and building a team and that leadership aspect. And so I I really enjoyed that and even took a class called Managing Diversity in the Workplace. And what I realized is that's really where my strengths lie in team building and making sure and building that psychological safety. And I wanted to do that on a bigger scale. So it just so happened that the credit union We already had really great initiatives for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And to add on top of that, we started this department. Um, I was so lucky that right as I was finishing my master's degree, we posted. So I applied to express my interest and I feel very lucky and honored to have this position and help drive our efforts forward in the community and really advocate in any way that I can for any differences in people that, you know, contribute to the diversity of an individual. Wow, that was great. Great introduction. Phenomenal to really hear your story. And I'm excited for us to have this conversation. So 
can you kind of tell us what the definitions are of that diversity, the equity, and the inclusion components of what we're talking about and how they all work together? Definitely. So I think there's, you know, some misinformation about what these mean out in the world. And it's not uncommon, which is totally okay. But diversity is, we as Americans tend to think of diversity as race, gender, and sexual orientation. And it does go far beyond that. Socioeconomic status, your place in an organization, um, even your educational background. There are so many different factors that go into diversity specifically literally anything that makes us different is a factor for diversity and what that means the beautiful part is we are all unique and we're all individual and so all of us are diverse in our own ways and so I I really want people to understand that because the definition goes so much farther than you know those stereotypical markers and don't get me wrong those are definitely important um, but what I would like to do is have us start talking about those more. Um, we tend to ignore disability. We tend to ignore age, things like that, that are really important that impact people um, across the world. And so I really want us to draw focus to that and really expand our minds and our definitions of what that means. Equity is meeting people where they're at and making sure that they have the tools and resources that they need. So I, I spoke about my autistic son a little bit already, but I have to meet him in a different place than I have to meet my other son that is neurotypical. And so making sure that we're doing that for each individual because each person, regardless of where they come from, needs something different. And that's the part of equity that I want us to get to is everyone needs something a little bit different. So how do we meet them where they are? So inclusion is, you know, having that part where we all have a place that we can be ourselves and making sure that we have those safe spaces. Um, so what I really think of, you know, if you're being invited to a party, are you being asked to play your own music? Things like that, that inclusiveness of making sure that your voice is heard and listened to and appreciated. So they all really come together in a really beautiful way and make people have that psychological safety. They make you feel comfortable. They allow you to be your true authentic self and live every part of your individual being. Um, and that's what I love about diversity, equity, and inclusion too. Thank you for sharing those um, definitions with us. I definitely learned a little bit of something new um, that I didn't think about when I've heard those words before. So another question I have for you is, what are some of the social issues that the DEI department is hoping to address? So there are so many social issues for us to address. And I'm really hoping, you know, as we learn and grow in this experience of diversity, equity and inclusion, we can start helping with a lot of those. So I recently joined the board for the Michigan Diversity Education Center here in mid-Michigan. And one of the things I'm really excited about is to partner with those in the community so we can start addressing more and more issues. All of us have different perspectives and different sites of things that we would like to be covered and so what I really hope to do is you know be that person where we can bring all of that together because the one thing I've learned so far 
is I will never be able to know everything about diversity, equity, inclusion. There's no such thing as an expert in this field. And we're all always learning and always growing. And that's a beautiful thing. Humanity grows and changes and so does this field. And so by partnering with different places, partnering with the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Council that we just created, we can make sure that we're addressing all of the social issues that we need to be. A big one that I obviously advocate for in my own life is, you know, those with disabilities and making sure that their voices are heard and making sure that we're doing the things that we need to. So we offer a great loan product, which is the Michigan Assistive Technology Loan. How do we advertise that? How do we get that out? How do we make it more known? The really cool part is we just got it posted on the uh, MyDeck website. So the Michigan Diversity Education Center posted it so that people can go and now see that we're a resource and we provide this type of loan. So making sure that we're partnering with the community, I think is going to be really imperative for us. So I know I'm not giving any specific social issues at the moment, but it's because there's so many and I really want it to be open for us and not to limit ourselves to one social issue or another. I want us to be able to have that openness, that ability to spread the information and be advocates in the community that we really do learn and grow with them and making sure that we touch base with what's important with our employees, with our members and with the places that we live. I really appreciate um, you recognizing that diversity, equity and inclusion can be so fluid and how you can't tackle everything at once for sure. Um, but I think it's fabulous that you're really working to try and provide a voice to those who otherwise wouldn't have a platform. And I look forward to seeing the impact that that has um, here at the credit union. So what areas of growth do you anticipate within the credit union while exploring DEI? This is another big one. There are so many areas of growth that I anticipate us having. So already just since, you know, September last year, we've added two new employee resource groups. So they are expanding like crazy, um, even with, you know, the impact of COVID and the quarantines, most of the groups added a significant amount of members. And so I really anticipate this is going to be one of our biggest areas of growth is our employee resource groups, connecting people across the credit union, especially as we grow into different cities and um, different markets than we've been in before. So it allows everyone to connect from Traverse City, from Grand Rapids, Lansing, and the Auburn Hills area. And so I'm really excited to see that growth specifically. The other areas of growth that I anticipate us seeing is, you know, we've always talked about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And since I was hired, you know, 12 and a half years ago, it's always been at the forefront of the credit union's mind. And so I think we're really just anticipating how to grow that, how to keep it in the forefront for everyone. And so some of the things that we're doing this year are we're taking a look at our projects that we're doing and we're saying, okay, how does this specifically relate to diversity, equity, and inclusion? And what are the benefits? So if you take, for example, our branch redesigns, you know, looking at those through a diversity, equity, and inclusion lens, they're phenomenal. They make it more accessible for people to come up, to sit down, um, it makes it so if you can't stand long times in line or, you know, you have to sit and take breaks based on your ability, you know, you get to have a seat 
and you don't have to wait in a long line anymore to get that service. And so really making sure that we're looking at those through those lenses, you know, even when we did the redesign and we added the tech bars, um, we made sure that they're accessible to from children to adults and making sure that they're that bench is just at the right height um, so we're doing so many amazing things it's really just looking at it through that dei lens another phenomenal project that we have going on with that dei lens is our disclosures so we're updating our verbiage to have they and them pronouns instead of the gender stereotype pronouns um, so we recognize that gender is not uh, just male or female. And so we want to be inclusive. And so I think that's really awesome that, you know, even before this department was created, those were things that were already being done. We already recognized. So I think what's going to happen is you're just going to see us highlight those benefits a lot more. And we're going to have a lot more communication and celebrate those because we're doing phenomenal things and we need to celebrate it. And so recognizing the, the true DEI impacts that each of those initiatives has. Okay, that's great. Thank you for, you know, telling us about all of the stuff that, you know, you all are kind of looking at and um, even some of the things that we've already been doing as a credit union. So, um, you know, again, thank you for telling us about all of those things. I love to hear all of the work that we're doing as an organization. Um, And I heard you mention the DEI Council. So could you elaborate on what that is and, you know, Uh, kind of what that initiative is and what will be going on? Definitely. So this year we were very excited. We officially kicked off our Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Council. And so what this is, is it's a council of individuals from across the credit union. Um, There's 12 and they're literally from all levels, from all backgrounds, um, from all departments. And what we do is we come together and we think of different projects or initiatives that we can have in the credit union. And we're going to do all sorts of things like evaluating our current policies and procedures, checking them, making sure are there any issues that, you know, they've had disparate treatment of different groups of people and how can we evaluate that, recommending changes and then not only recommending the changes, but leading the change on those things, being advocates for diversity, equity, inclusion in their specific areas of the credit union you know, advocating for that in their own ways. And each person is a unique individual and they each have their own passion area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And because there's so many, it's great. And again, like I said, no one person can always have every single lens. And so, you know, part of the goal of this council is to make sure we have our checks and balances, making sure that as we make decisions or new policies come out, are we impacting a different group in different ways than what we anticipated and making sure we have that sounding board. I'm really excited because everyone on the council is so passionate about this cause and making sure that we move the credit union forward in the best way and making sure that we can help our members, each other and the community. And so I'm really excited to see what they come up with this year. They've got some really neat ideas already um, in the works, a lot of which are going to be phenomenal and we're going to be able to implement in 2021. So I can't wait to see what they accomplish. And and like I said, they're a really phenomenal group of people. So I think it's going to be really awesome. That's great. I, I love to hear about the growth and all the things that 
the credit union is looking to improve. And I'm just so impressed, you know, coming to the credit union and feeling already like this is a really great place to work and how I already feel so comfortable and how that impacts, you know, my my working habits. Um, you know, just like thinking of where previously I've been employed and not feeling like I am able to be set up for success. So I'm just really interested in, you know, seeing more and hearing more from other people in the credit union as well at all levels. At what kind of things is going to impact with not only their their personal, you know, you said that psychological safety, but also how this might impact, you know, like their work performance as well. You know, Amanda, I think that's a really great point. You know, the psychological safety. And when we think of sometimes of diversity, equity and inclusion, some people just think of this as a freely effort. And when we really think about that psychological safety for people and their needs and wants, you know, we we always talk about needs and wants. And really, this work is a need. It's a have to have. If you don't feel comfortable where you're working, you're not going to be able to work. And that's the last thing we want. We want to make sure that people feel comfortable and confident and come in and are able to be their true selves. And that's why we have so many initiatives going on. And it's hard in in a podcast format. You can't always list everything. We have so many amazing things happening. And I wish, you know, we have lists and lists of things that we want to accomplish, which is phenomenal. And we're so ready to change and open to feedback and that's the part that I love about this is we know that we do a great job with diversity equity and inclusion we've been doing it for years but the part that I love and what I'm most excited about is we always want to get better and we want to get better to make sure that we continuously build that safe space for people that people can come in and be their true selves. And our ERGs have done a phenomenal job helping us with that. I'm hoping our DEI council can as well. And overall, just, you know, helping managers understand, helping employees understand each other and what they're going through and having that education piece of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think that's just going to help all of us. And like I said, all of us are always learning. This is a very fluid field and If we can do that, create that space for people so they feel comfortable and confident, then I think that's a win for us. And that's exactly what, you know, our main goal in this department is, is to accomplish that psychological safety and help people build that in different ways. So Amanda, I've heard you mention ERGs a little bit. So for our listeners, can you elaborate a little bit on what an ERG is, what that stands for, and explain to us the motive behind why those were created and how you think that they will contribute to diversity, equity, and inclusion? Definitely. So ERGs are employee resource groups. And what these are, they're really groups of individuals with similar backgrounds. So we have five currently. Um, Our fifth just got approved and they're in the formation process um, with an official announcement coming out in just a few days. But, you know, we have one that's the African-American Employee Resource Group, uh, CU Parent Support, CU Pride um, for LGBTQIA+. We have LAA ERG, which is Latin Arriba y Adelante. 
Um, and then we have our newest one, which is CU Prime for people that are 50 and older. And so through these groups, you get to come together and connect with people from similar backgrounds, or you can even join and become an ally and say, I want to learn more about this and I want to help advocate and I want to know what I can do to be an ally. And so the spaces are really safe spaces. They're really comfortable for people. Um, last night, one of our ERGs did a really fun trivia night. And it's just a fun space for them to come together. Another ERG did a meeting and they actually shared their coming out stories. And that was really powerful because a lot of them actually shared that, you know, with previous employers, they've been scared to come out and they felt safe and comfortable with us because of these safe spaces that have been built. They feel comfortable coming in, being their true authentic selves and making sure that they can live their lives freely, openly and honestly. And so the ERGs have such a big impact in regards to that psychological safety, building that up for people and helping them realize and recognize we're accepting, we're gonna accept you where you're at with who you are and make sure that you get to be your true authentic self. So that is probably my favorite part of our ERGs is hearing those stories and they impact each person in an individual way. And we're never going to be able to tell the same story of how each one has impacted someone. But I actually think that's the beauty because they do something different for each and every person. And so I really enjoy getting to work with all of them, getting to see all of the faces in the different groups, seeing how I can be a better ally. And then also, you know, some of the groups do apply to me too. And so how can I interact with those and, and help all of our ERGs succeed? Um, I really think that as they move forward and as they continue to grow, they're, you know, starting passion projects next year. And so these projects will really align with all of our DEI goals and making sure that we're moving the process forward. So the groups have already come up with some great ideas. So we now use pronouns in our emails and messages and on our, our internal loop page so that people can see and not accidentally misgender someone. Um, you know, we had our racial injustice forums last year with our African-American employee resource group. And those are really powerful moments. These are really amazing things that these groups get to do that contribute to the psychological safety of members of their groups, but also members of the credit union in general. And so really making sure they've they've got a good lens to make sure that we're building those inclusive environments. And I think that's the, the really, really neat part and really neat benefit of having employee resource groups where we're where we're at. Oh, wow. That was that's great. Thank you for telling us about the employee resource groups. So kind of, you know, before we wrap up the interview, do you have anything else that you'd like to tell us about? the department or yourself or anything about the mission? Yeah, so like I said, I just really want people to know DEI is a journey and it's always evolving, it's always getting better. And I'm so excited that we're all in this together there's so much commitment from the credit union's board members down to each individual employee. And I'm so excited to see that. And, you know, we really want to make an effort to make sure that we are being inclusive and equitable and we're we're willing to get the feedback and make changes and grow with people. And that's what I love. And so I want people to remember, you're never going to be perfect in any of this. We're all going to make mistakes. I do. We're going to do it. 
it's going to happen and it's okay. What I really want people to understand is when you have someone come up to you and say, hey, that's that's actually not their pronouns, to be comfortable with that and understanding and, and know that we're doing that from a place of care and making sure that we want everyone to feel comfortable with who they're, they are and where they're at. And so it's okay when we're still learning. So give everyone the benefit of the doubt that we're still learning, but also be prepared to get that feedback and know that we're just trying to make it a better, more inclusive space for our members, for our employees, and for those members of the community too that aren't members quite yet. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation and just hearing about all of the great things to come and the growth and the work that we are going to do. It just makes me even more proud to be an employee at the credit union. You guys are so welcome. It's been such an honor to be here with you and share information about diversity, equity, and inclusion and the really awesome initiatives that we've got going on. And now it's time for the CU Spotlight. MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union don't just sponsor this podcast. We believe in investment in the community. We have recently established another way of helping, the Dust Drawer Fund, a foundation supporting the MSU FCU and OU Credit Union communities. The Desk Drawer Foundation focuses on five philanthropic pillars, arts and culture, stable housing, empowering youth, financial education, and fostering entrepreneurialism. If you'd like to learn more about the foundation or donate, please visit DeskDrawerFund.org. Wallet Watch is written, hosted, and produced by Amanda Kahn, Devante Montgomery, and me, Lindsay Morgan. Our executive producers are Whitney Anderson Harrell and Lauren Kalarzik. Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. You can find more episodes of this podcast at our credit union's website, financial40.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in our next episode.